faith, in other words, trusting in, uh, in Christ for salvation, as a passive thing, in the sense that the Word of God or the good news of God, the Gospel, um, the message of Christ on the cross, comes to us as it is proclaimed to us, creates faith. The Gospel itself creates faith. Five hundred years ago, Martin Luther would gather around the kitchen table with friends and theologians to talk about the Bible, theology, current events, and anything else. These discussions were called table talks. No matter what the question, the conversations always centered around Jesus and His promise of the forgiveness of sins. Table Talk Radio takes up the conversation, bringing the promise of the gospel to our lives. Stay tuned for Table Talk Radio. Welcome to this edition of Table Talk Radio. I'm Evan Gigline, and I'm here with everyone's favorite co-host of a theological game show, Pastor Brian Wolfmuller. Hey, that's my favorite introduction. <laughs> I bet it is. I bet it is. <laughs> well, today we have a great show in store for you today. Uh, but before we get into that, we're going to play our theological buzzwords. And this- oh, speaking of our store, though, you know we have this uh, goofy online store where you can go and buy a shirt that says, I don't want to be a Gnostic. I thought of another shirt idea. See if you can put this on a shirt. Uh, infused grace should be a banned substance. <laughs> well, we know how well our, our I don't want to be a Gnostic shirt sales are going <laughs> through the roof, through the roof. And so <laughs> this is another great idea. Thanks. <laughs> Um, by the way, marketing uh, genius here. <laughs> oh. By the way, on our on our uh, merchandise shop at our website tabletalkradio.org, we have a a shirt there that it's uh, a, a women's maternity shirt, and it has our logo <laughs> right on the right on the the belly. It, which I don't know why people, have, but I am willing. If there's anyone out there who is expecting, it was would be willing to wear this shirt. I will send this out to you for no, at no cost as, as a gift from Table Talk Radio. To you, so yeah. <laughs> take a picture of it. Interest. All right. Do you want <laughs> our theological buzzwords? Yes, um, buzzwords. Well, I do. I have a buzzword for you. Now, the way this works, we give each other words, and we have to work them into the conversation. And you are awarded Table Talk Radio points depending on how naturally you bring the buzzword uh, into the discussion. My buzzword for you today, Evan, is ecclesiology. Uh, that is the study of the church. The Greek word for church is ekklesia. It means called out. Uh, and so the study of the ecclesia, ecclesiology, that's the study of the church. So uh, if you can buzz in on that, ecclesiology. All right. And in the first segment of this program, we are uh, responding to our listeners. So my theological buzzword for you is in the vein of responding to our listeners because I had uh, a listener email me some theological buzzwords to use for you. And uh, I'm gonna and and by the way, I, I I think it's been like I don't know two or three months since I've gotten our last theological buzzard, and so instead of trying harder to get mine, and I'm just gonna make yours harder, so it's harder to, to get mine. But uh, I'm ready. What is it? My theological buzzard is Capranistic, and this is uh, the teaching that the uh, bodily eating of Christ's uh, body and blood um, in the Eucharist is cannibalistic, um, and it was a, a accusation of the Lutherans. Um, in the, in the uh, Reformation era. 
Yeah, in fact, in the early church, too. You know, the early church was accused, they were accused of being atheists and cannibals. Atheists because they, they didn't believe in these bajillions of gods that the Romans had, and cannibals because they talked about the Lord's body and blood being on the altar and being eaten in the Lord's Supper. But the Lutherans were then also accused by the Anabaptists and the radical reformers and those who would deny the presence of Christ in the Lord's Supper of a capernetic eating, that is a cannibalistic eating of the body of Christ, uh, something that our confessions deny uh, vehemently. Right. So good luck. Right. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sure that'll come up naturally. And go, it does every day almost. That's an easy one. <laughs> yeah. I really should pick words that don't come up in, in normal conversation. <laughs> well, today's edition of Table Talk Radio includes, as I mentioned before, uh, responding to our listeners through our email questions at tabletalkradio.org and also our forum located at tabletalkradio.org. We also have this uh, this phone line you can call in and the number to that is 866-851-5523 and we are willing to answer your questions on the air including pastor will will be willing to uh give any instructions on on changing diapers or all this experience he has um other, other domestic chores <laughs> yeah i can pretty well guarantee you too that if you call that phone number uh that you're not going to get a busy signal <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh, oh boy! I think it's not really ringing off the hook, is it? Yeah, yeah. I I, ha- I have it set up so I get a text message when we get a message on there, and I and I get one. I check it, and it's like you've been approved for the latest loan. <laughs> oh, great, thank you. Oh, All right. Boy. Well, then after we respond to our listeners in the first segment, we're playing this brand new game called Ten Commandments in the News. All right. This is where we look at some news articles and talk about what commandments are are involved in in such article in articles. And then, last but not least, we are, uh, have a special guest, special guest, Pastor Scott Stigmeyer, uh, director of admissions at Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, Fort Wayne, Indiana. We are playing Bible Bee and a Law Gospel Super Game. I love it. It's and my favorite game. You shouldn't love it because I, if, <laughs> if I remember, you haven't done so hot. Let's see if you do any better today with Pastor Scott Stigmeyer. Oh, boy. Okay, let's, All right. let's hit uh, some of our, our responses uh, for our forums at tabletalkradio.org. Uh, this was an interesting one. You remember back uh, a couple shows ago, I think it was show number 48. Uh, that, remember, you remember show 48, don't you? The one where you slept in? <laughs> yeah, I remember because every time we talk, you bring it up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> well, we were we were playing uh, Launder Gospel, and I brought up uh, this verse from Revelation two, uh, the letter to the Church Ephesus, and, and you know, you remember this passage? It talks about uh, uh, I will remove the lampstand uh, unless you repent. And uh, we were talking about how that passage has law and gospel, but uh, I namely said that that passage specifically, that you know, I will remove your lampstand unless you repent, was law because it showed a showed that um, well, it's a destruction. It, it, it's it's law language, and we had a, a forum poster uh, who's who came back and said, you know, if you remember though, repentance is is a gospel word because we learn what repentance is as he, as he cites in this forum post. Um, namely, from from Luke fifteen, with we have the, uh, the 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 shepherd who goes to find the find the lost sheep, and so repentance then is a gospel word. So uh, we have this uh, conversation, don't we, Pastor? That uh, you know, repent. Uh, if you don't repent, I'll remove this lampstand. But yet, repentance is only wrought by the Holy Spirit, and so we can't repent of ourselves. It's only something that does is done to us by God. 
Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, that's the, the first thing to know is that repentance is a work of God. You read through the book of Acts and all through the call, you have this call to repentance. But then at the same time, you have this uh, all who God granted repentance repented. It, it comes totally as a gift from God. And the story of the of the lost sheep and the story of the lost coin uh, are perfect examples of that. Uh, Jesus tells these story: the sheep that wanders off. And then and the shepherd goes and hauls it back, puts it on his shoulder, brings it back. And then Jesus says, and the angels, so the angels rejoice over one sinner who repents. So the lamb and the lost coin are the biblical pictures of repentance. Uh, how, how much work did the lamb do? It, all it did was get lost. And how much work did the coin do? It just sat in the corner and collected dust. And yet the, these are the exact examples of repentance that Jesus gives. So we know that all through and through, repentance is the work of God. But, and, and maybe here's the point, uh, when God is working repentance in us, he, he is doing it in two ways. Uh, there, there's two parts to repentance. The first part of repentance is sorrow or contrition over our sinfulness. So the Holy Spirit brings the law to us like a mirror and shows us our failures and our miserable sins and says, look at you're a miserable sinner. And we know it. That's the first part, contrition. And, and then comes the sweet promise of the gospel. Your sins are all forgiven. Uh, I've, the death of Jesus covers all your iniquity. Uh, God loves you. He doesn't hate you. All of this sort of talk comes second. And the second part of repentance, then, is faith in the promise. So repentance really is both a word of law and gospel. Law in the sense that the first part is to know our sinfulness. But gospel, the second part of repentance, is to trust the word of promise and believe the death of Jesus. We also kind of got into this uh, conversation about, isn't it true that that um, God's word just kind of... God's word is, and it, it strikes us as law and gospel. In, in other words, um, you know, when God when God speaks, He doesn't say, "Okay, this is going to be law, law, and this is going to be gospel." God's word comes forth, and then it strikes us as law and gospel, uh, depending on uh, where we are. I mean, if we're uh, you know in our sin, which we are, um, then then it shows us our sin. Yeah, it. it uh it, 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 God does both. He kills and he brings to life. And, and that's what he's doing with his word. Now, some particular verses, I mean, that's why we can play this game. Some particular verses are there to kill us and others are there to promise us life. Right. But when you have the overall sweep of the scriptures, you, you do have both always going on. That, so that's certainly true. I think it was uh, Oswald Bayer that reflecting upon uh, Martin Luther who, who said that uh, that we don't, stand over the scriptures being uh, lord over the scriptures, but rather we sit under the scriptures and letting the scriptures interpret us. That's exactly right. They they will, because God is God, he will then have his way with us in his word. Uh, and his way is to kill and raise up. And, and that's precisely what the Lord does in law and gospel. In the law, he kills us. He kills the old Adam. And in the in the gospel, he raises us up to newness of life. And this is really our Christian life. I mean, every day, dying to sin and rising up to newness of life. That's right. Well, can you believe we're all at time for the first oh. segment of Table Talk Radio? Oh. But uh, don't go away because... The fastest first segment of a <laughs> Lutheran theological game show on radio. That's right. We're going to play some uh, Ten Commandments in the News right after this break. Uh, don't forget to call our, num- uh, our phone number, 866-851-5523. Ask us a hard theological question. Uh, or you know any kind of other question you want to send to Pastor Wolf Mueller, especially if you have any questions on how to log into Facebook. Uh, Pastor <laughs> Pastor Wolf Mueller is willing to help you with that. Um, <laughs> we'll be- yes, a hundred Table Talk Radio points, by the way, to anyone who requests to be my friend on Facebook. <laughs>
<laughs> that is sad. <laughs> I'm trying to keep. I'm trying to have my list longer than Carrie's. I want to have more friends than, than now, her. So that's... Is, is Carrie one of your friends on Facebook? <laughs> yes, she is. Wow, that, that's <laughs> you write on her wall and poker and all these things. Oh, this is. See what see what Facebook has done to us. Oh, this is terrible. I need to take a break. We'll be right back. More table talk radio after this. <laughs> oh Lord. This is Dr. Carl Fikencher, professor at Concordia Theological Seminary. Even though you have no one to blame but yourself, you're listening to Table Talk Radio. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Uh, time for a brand new game on Table Talk Radio entitled Ten Commandments in the News. And this is where Pastor Wolfman and I have found different news articles. We're going to read uh, read them off and then discuss uh, which ten commandments are being which of the ten commandments are being broken in the news. Pretty self explanatory. All right, do you want to go first, Pastor? Or you want me to this go first? This is my favorite game. <laughs> did I tell you that? I think you did. Actually, I yeah. think you did. Okay, I am ready. I have four news stories here. I don't think we'll get to all of them, so you got to pick. I've got a couple Obama speeches, and I have a, a Federal Reserve thing, and then I have a, a Miss USA uh, story. Which do you want first? Oh, Miss USA, definitely. <laughs> How, has she called, by the way, the Who Wants to Date a Seminarian hotline yet? Um, No. no Carrie the, Prasian, if you're listening, uh, <laughs> our number is... What yeah. was it again? One eight six six something or other. One eight six eight five one five five two three. And uh, and also the who it's sponsored by the Who Wants to Date a Seminarian website. <laughs> Evans homepage. Okay, here's the here's the headline. Did Miss California Carrie Prajan's gay marriage answer cost her the Miss USA crown? Miss California Carrie Prajan has stirred up a hornet's nest of controversy with her remarks about gay marriage on the Miss USA beauty pageant last night. On the show, Judge. Perez Hilton, an openly gay blogger, asked whether she believed in gay marriage. Miss California replied, quote, We live in a land where you can choose same-sex marriage or opposite. And you know what I think in my country, in my family, I think that I believe that marriage should be between a man and a woman. No offense to anybody out there, but that's how I was raised. She believes her answer cost her the crown. Okay, so I'm supposed to talk about the commandments. This is a tricky yes. one. Now, the question here, and this is, yeah, is there's going to be more than one commandment sure. often being broken in all of these. And, and the commandment doesn't even have to be broken. But the idea of this game is that when we're reading the news or, or, or just observing the world around us, that we begin to think about these things in the categories that the catechism has given to us. So we think of them uh, in the, with the Ten Commandments. And, and it's good to do this with our children as well when we're watching the TV, when we're listening to the news, to, to ask our children, hey, what commandment does that have to do with? And then we can uh, begin to learn the Lord's Word even better as well. So, that's your task at hand. Okay, and uh, I'm going to go with the first commandment, because uh, Luther said that if uh, you break uh, the first commandment, you break all the commandments, and you break any of the commandments. <laughs> so, first commandment is pretty safe. Yes, <laughs> you're always going to be breaking the first commandment, that's true. Okay, but when we talk about uh, homosexual marriage and, and, and things like this, uh, we are essentially talking about the sixth commandment, um, that uh, you shall not commit adultery. And so, and, and the catechism teaches us to... to to lead a, a a decent and chaste life, and so um, 
within that to to then take marriage which is uh, which is an estate that's been given uh, to a man and a woman uh, to, to to pervert that to anything other than that uh, not not even you know homosexuality but you know I heard a, a news report not too long ago talking about you know people want to marrying objects you know I want to marry a bridge or a tower and things like that. It's a, the, you, I know you're tempted to marry your table talk radio points. <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know the, the, to take anything what that the lord has given us and to pervert it any other way um is breaking essentially that that commandment so sixth commandment definitely there um i don't know what else do you have i I'm, I'm, i know there's more there but yeah this the, here's the idea the marvelous thing to think about in the question it says do you believe in gay marriage that's just a question that doesn't make any sense well, you yeah. could say well what has gay marriage promised me I mean, you believe promises. That's what you believe. To, to ask if you believe in something is – see, this is one of the tricks in political discourse is you, you come along and you ask someone if they believe in something. Do you believe in abortion? Do you believe in a woman's right to choose? Do you believe in uh, uh, marrying multiple partners? Do you believe in uh, uh, in intimacy before marriage or just whatever? Uh, and we ought to respond to that. My belief has nothing to do with this. This is not talking about a matter of belief. It's talking about a matter of law. It's talking about a matter of of what is revealed about the very nature of creation here. So it doesn't matter what I believe about a thing. In fact, the, the gay marriage as a thing is not something that's given to me to believe. Uh, so it's just a kind of awkward question that throws you off a little bit. But But what kind of is begin to be shown behind that is the fact that that um, uh, that people who would have things that are normally illegal become legal are trying to do is shift them out of the realm of law and reason and rationality and into the realm of religion and now it becomes a question of religious tolerance or intolerance so if someone doesn't permit gay marriage or someone doesn't uh, permit killing a baby in the womb or something something like this it's their religious belief and and the church has to be able to say very very clearly no this does not have to do with my religious belief this has simply to do with the gift of life or the gift of marriage it comes to us from creation and we can all agree on this mm-hmm. uh so in that way trying to distort the gift of god's creation and the gift of order is a breaking of the fourth commandment as well you will honor your father and mother puts uh, order and authority in society okay well i have one for you and I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm not even sure what to make of this, but uh, I'll be interested to hear what you say. The title is, <laughs> the headline of the article reads, EMT charged with posing photos of corpse on Facebook. Now, this is uh, maybe a staunch warning for any of us who have Facebook uh, that you should probably just get rid of it. Um, <laughs> well, this is part and, of your anti-Facebook crusade. <laughs> Here's here's the story. A New York City emergency medical technician is facing misdemeanor charges after being accused of taking a a picture of a female murder victim, then posting it on his Facebook page. Um, I'll omit the name. Was in court Thursday awaiting arrangement on charges of misdemeanor official conduct. The retired police New York police detective is accused of posting the picture of a 26-year-old woman's corpse. The woman was found strangled with a hairdryer cord March 30th, and a 28-year-old man has been charged in her death. According to this man's lawyer... Uh, the uh, the appearance of the photo on the social networking site was a technical mistake and not a morbid act. Uh, he said that after years of, of working detective scenes, 
led him to take the picture after he was called to the scene. And he was deeply sorry for, for the mistake, saying that uploading the pictures was just one of them, one of many. And it was a, it was a mistake. So, okay, so here you have an EMT. Uh, took a picture of, of, of the corpse when he got on the scene as, as part of his job to, you know, to preserve the crime scene. Then forgot about it and uploaded it to his Facebook page. Yeah, that is a strange one. Now, the fifth commandment, you shall not kill, you shall not murder, uh, is definitely going on there. How this, how this young lady ended up uh, being dead, that's, that's an obvious one, and it's a tragedy. Um, but then the, the later business of taking this picture and then posting it on, on, the, um, on the website, this is, probably comes under the realm of the, of the Eighth Commandment, where we protect each other's reputation. And mm-hmm. so... Uh, and also the Eighth Commandment is there for really for due process in court and things like this. So kind of tampering with evidence all comes under the Eighth Commandment. But but protecting the person's dignity, protecting a person's name, uh, even after they're dead, uh, th- th- that is the realm of the Eighth Commandment. So it seems like it's the Eighth Commandment really that's in play. Um, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Right, and and I think there's something you said here. Just how how we, um, not even necessarily as Christians, but just as people, have have respect for a person's body even after uh, they're dead. Um, right. I heard. Have you heard about these these weird museums where they take people's bodies and put them on display? And have you heard about these things? Yes. Yes. Um, they can appeal it back, and you can see the muscles and everything working. And yeah. Now, now it, it's it's important to make this distinction between. Kind of an an educational. I mean, for for I mean, people constantly will donate their bodies to to you know medical research and things like that. Um, that's one thing. But to 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 also have your have a, have a body on display almost for the sake of enter, entertainment, um, I, I think is is something that we want to avoid. Yeah, it is a strange thing, and and we have d- dignity as human persons because both we were created in the image of God originally, and Jesus has taken on our human flesh. That especially gives dignity to to our human body and the third reason is that the holy spirit will resurrect us on the last day our very bodies that we have now will come back to life so if you're there watching one of the body works displays all the bodies will come back to life which will be kind of strange um uh, so that for these three reasons we have high high regard for uh, the human body and this then affects every how we treat uh, the bodies of our loved ones after they die, that we treat them with great care and compassion and dignity, um, that the, we have the marvelous practice of Christian burial, which testifies of all of three of these things, the created, redeemed, sanctified um, dignity of our human bodies. That's right. And actually, we're about out of time. But uh, what? I know. We only got through one. Um, but don't worry. Right after this break, we're going to be playing... Some Bible B with special guests, Pastor Scott Stigmeyer, Director of yeah. Admissions at Concordia Theological Seminary. Who do you think I'll is going to win? Pastor oh, Wolf yeah, I'll, I'll tear this guy up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, brother. We, we do want to hear from you during this break. Call us on our voicemail system, 866-851-5523. Or email us, questions at tabletalkradio.org. Whether you have a question about something you heard today or just a theological question you'd like to hear us talk about, you can send that to us questions at tabletalkradio.org and also our website tabletalkradio.org there is a forum there you can interact with us and our other listeners as well i'll be right back more table talk radio through the spring
Table Talk Radio, giving away 100 million Table Talk Radio points by 2017. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio off of uh, that segment playing Ten Commandments in the news. We have a special guest on the phone for this next game, Bible B, uh, Pastor Scott Stigmeyer. He's the Director of Admissions at Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And he and is... my Bible B arch nemesis. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it, it is Whoa. true. Back down. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, well, how this works is, is uh, we have three rounds. In the first round, I give each contestant uh, uh, three verses and then... The second round, one verse, and then the last round, one word. And uh, both contestants have to try and guess which book of the Bible the passage is from. And uh, that, that's how it works. You get points, 100 points for the uh, first round, 200 for the second round, and guess what? 300 points for the third round. Uh, are our contestants ready to play? Ready. And uh, don't forget, we're adding a little bit of law gospel into this as well. So, um, oh, we are. So after we uh, guess the <laughs> text or the book, then we talk about the, the verse, if it's law or gospel. Okay. Okay, now that's, now that's extra challenging. All right, I'll, I'll give uh, uh, our, our challenger, uh, Scott Stigmeyer, the, the first round here, and uh, your three verses are as follows. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all I commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Any idea what book of the Bible that might be from? And, and that's that's for me. Yes, it is. Okay, I'm going to use my my powers of deduction here, and uh, because you know it's Jesus talking, it's one of the Gospels. I know that. Um, actually, that's a very familiar passage. That's at the end of Matthew's Gospel. That is Matthew's Gospel. Uh, okay, so Pastor, maybe uh, was this law Gospel? What do you think? Well, that's a, you know, that's a, that's a great one. I, I, I tend to see that um, really as a gospel text. I mean, in a sense, he's saying he is commanding his disciples. He's telling them to go. Um, so there's a law element. I mean, he, he is telling them to do something. But it's a gospel text in the sense that, um, he well, first, he promises to be with them. That's a gift. So that makes it, you know, that's a gospel element to it. He's promising something. Uh, gospel is always God making promises, and uh, the law is, of course, uh, human human response. But but uh, and and it's gospel in a way too because it's talking about um, the preaching of the gospel, teaching of the message of Christ and of baptism, which is pure grace. And so, and even though he's telling his disciples and giving them a commission, you know, so there's a law sense in it, but it's, it's good news that he's doing it. It's good news for us, for the church, and for the world. Would this have any effect on ecclesiology? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I think it might. I think it might. Hey, he got his buzzword. That's, that was a big word you used there. <laughs> Thank you. That's more syllables than I'm allowed to use. <laughs> All right, Evan, I'm going to reward you for that uh, buzzword. I'm going to reward you... 375 points. All right, all right. Do I get points? Oh, yeah. No, for that no. for that round, you got 100 points for guessing the right book of the Bible. And then I'm going to give you a bonus 200 for, for the explanation on law and gospel. So, so I've got 300 points. 300, and I have 375. Sweet. All right. <laughs> Pastor Wolfman, are you ready for your first round of Bible B? All right, I'm ready. Okay, <laughs> here it is. Yeah, here it is. 
His radiance is like the sunlight. He has rays flashing from his hand, and there is a hiding of his power. Before him goes pestilence, and plagues come after him. He stood and surveyed the earth. He looked and startled the nations. Yes, the perpetual mountains were shattered. The ancient hills collapsed. His ways are everlasting. I saw the tents of Cushan under distress, and the tents curtains of the land of Midian were trembling. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> well. What translation was that? <laughs> Do you know, last time he gave me a verse from the Apocrypha. <laughs> Impossible. You know, we didn't establish what our canon was here before we started. <laughs> this one this is, is uh, from the canonical 66 books of the Bible. Okay. This this does sound apocalyptic. Uh, so you have the idea, the radiant glory going out from God, um, his destruction kind of going before him and following after him. So we have uh, two major apocalyptic texts in the Bible. We have the book of Revelation and we have the book of Daniel. And then you have apocalyptic elements in a couple of other, a couple of the other books as well, like Ezekiel, um, and even like uh, Zechariah. Um, uh, it sounds an awful lot like the Book of Revelation, except for uh, I didn't, I didn't recognize that uh, it didn't sound familiar with me. So I, I have a little bit more familiarity with Revelation than with Daniel. Um, but it didn't also didn't sound like Daniel to me. But I don't think it's Ezekiel. I'm, so I I'm, I don't really know. But I think I'm going to say Daniel. What is the book of Daniel? And actually, uh, Daniel would be incorrect. Oh, man. That's a good guess, though. <laughs> this is Habakkuk three four through seven. Wow! Of course, Habakkuk. <laughs> wow. Okay, so law and or gospel. You better read it again then for that. Okay. <laughs> His radiance is like the sunlight. He is has rays flashing from his hand, and there is the hiding of his power. Before him goes pestilence, and plague comes after him. He stood and surveyed the earth. He looked and startled the nations. Yes, the perpetual mountains were shattered. The ancient hills collapsed. His ways are everlasting. I saw the tents of Cushion under distress, and the tents and the tent curtains of the land of Midian were trembling. So this is speaking of the Lord Jesus' return in judgment, um, which... Uh, See, we, we think of the word judgment as, as law, um, but it, it's really both. What he, com- he comes to judge uh, the world, but for, for the Christians, that's great news. It means that all of our enemies that we've been fighting all our life, struggling against and all of this, all of these will be done. For the unbeliever in the sinful world, it's terrible news because it means that their time is up and their punishment um, is, uh, has arrived. Uh, but for the Christian, when we hear that Christ will come to judge the nations, which is what this text is giving us, uh, we rejoice at that. We are, we are glad. We, in fact, the church prays, come, Lord Jesus, be, because we beg for that very thing. So this text uh, from Habakkuk, <laughs> chapter 3, <laughs> I can't believe it, <laughs> is, uh, is, uh, is both law and gospel. Wonderful. Okay, so no points because you were unable to figure out... <laughs> Well, okay. Can you give so answering the, answering the, answering the book right is <laughs> that's what gives you access to the law gospel bonus points oh, because I didn't oh, get the okay. book right I didn't get any bonus points okay. oh, oh really okay brother is that how it goes <laughs> I was gonna get all right yeah. where are these rules written down I have them right here okay you can't see it. <laughs> okay that's all all right <laughs> they constantly change to my disadvantage <laughs> now come on. <laughs> 
All right. Well, that's after round number one. Um, uh, Pastor Scott Stigmeyer, the director of admissions at Concordia Theological Seminary, stands with 300 points. The uh, co-host of Table Talk Radio and pastor of Hope Lutheran Church with zero. And I, by the way, have 375 points. Wow. <laughs> so for moderating, you're, you're really uh, stepping ahead there, buddy. Yeah, I know. Oh, oh I see, because you got your buzzword in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, are you ready for your next one, uh, Pastor Stigmeyer? I am. I'm just about to finish my latte here. <laughs> latte. Round, <laughs> round number two, your one verse is this. So faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of God. Do you have any idea what book of the Bible that might be from? Uh, could you read that again? Sure. It, it is this. So faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of God. That sounds an awful like St. Paul. Um, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, can I get bonus points if I identify chapter and verse? Sure. Because I, sure. I think I might be able to do that even. Um, not to show off here, no, but no, 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 uh, that's Romans chapter 10, and I think it's verse 17. <laughs> that's right. So I'm going to give you 200 points for the book, 100 points for the chapter, and 100 points for the, uh, for the... <laughs> <laughs> for the verse. All right, so uh, 400 points just on that. And then tell us, law and or gospel. Faith comes by hearing. Um, it's, 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 I, guess, I guess you would say that's a gospel-y text. Um, that's talking about the passive nature of faith. Um, I think a lot of times Christians, especially today, tend to think about um, uh, you know, the, the Christian walk, the Christian life, and, and the fruits of the Spirit and the fruits of faith. But uh, faith, in other words, trusting in, uh, in Christ for salvation, is a passive thing. And, and hearing is a, is, an, is, a, is a passive thing, in the sense that the Word of God or the good news of God, the gospel, um, the message of Christ on the cross, comes to us as it is proclaimed to us. It is not something that we um, you know, have sought out necessarily, but it comes to us, and, and it creates faith. The gospel itself, the Holy Spirit using the gospel, creates faith, and it comes through the Word, which is proclaimed and, and offered and, and uh, spoken. Yeah, that's right. What's striking about this, I mean, it's kind of contrary to our human understanding, our reason. Sure. You know, we, we always, it seems like we always have these great ideas Ways to to you know get people in the church or to you know try and uh, I don't know some program or something we're gonna really gonna bring people in but at the end of the day even if you brought a bunch of people into the church if if they haven't heard the gospel if they haven't heard the word of God right. they're then still without faith oh sure I mean there's oh, absolutely I mean if the goal is simply to increase attendance um, there's lots of things that work better than the gospel. Um, lots of ways to increase attendance, and they're not all bad, even. But um, you know, so, you know, we could use all sorts of methods and, and techniques. But just like you said, Evan, if we are not preaching the gospel preceded by the law, I mean, it, the, both of the, the the whole counsel of God has to be proclaimed, and that is the means by which the Holy Spirit converts people, not through mood music, not through my personality but through the, the, the very Word of God. That's right. Well, how many points is Pastor Stigmar going to get for that? Let's find out after this break. We'll be right back for more Table Talk Radio playing Bible Beat.
everyone's favorite critical event. Table Talk Radio will be right back. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio, last segment of the program. We're in the middle of playing Bible Bee and Pastor Scott Stigmeyer, Director of Admissions at Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, Indiana, has the upper hand. He's standing currently with 700 points, and I will award him for that wonderful explanation of uh, Romans 10, 17, uh, another 300 points, because that was uh, so marvelous. So, up to 1,000 points. You're going to have to knock off five points because Pastor Stigmeyer used the made-up word Gossip. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so, it's so apt. It's so descriptive. Okay, well, I'll, I'll try to remember that it's, at the end. It's aptish. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't say law e. That, that wouldn't sound right. <laughs> That's <laughs> that, true. That would be a bigger deduction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, I think Pastor Wolfman is trying to stall for his next round. But, uh, I'm ready. Bring it on. The time now. has Bring come. Your one verse clue for consideration of Bible B is this. During that night, the king could not sleep, so he gave an order to bring the book of records, the chronicles, and they were read before the king. Uh, Okay. The sleepless night of the king. This comes from a book of history. I mean, there's a narrative there, so uh, it's going to be Old Testament. Uh, It's going to be a narrative of the Old Testament, which we know that the... um, the prophets also had a bits of narrative in them, so it doesn't exclude the prophets. But so, but um, our bet, our best bet is going to be looking at uh, some of the narrative ones. Uh, the king couldn't sleep, so he had the book of what was it? How was what was the book called? Chronicles. The book of Chronicles, uh, which uh, the, that just leaves it open for the joke that if anyone out there is having trouble sleeping, they could read Chronicles. Is that how that goes? <laughs> Right. With, its, with its introduction, 13 chapters of genealogy. Uh, it's got to be after the book of Chronicles, though. That's going to give us a little clue there. Um, and because it's reading the book of Chronicles, I think it's going to be an, uh, an uh, is, Israelite king and not a, um, a foreign king. So it's going to put it in late history, maybe even in the prophetics. Uh, uh, there's a little passage like that in D- Daniel, but the king is the wrong king there. That's a Persian king, I think. So I think we're going to, for this, we're going to have to say, mm, oh, wait a minute. Hmm. <laughs> Take I'm your time. We're not on the second. radio or anything. <laughs> uh, do I get extra points for chapter and verse? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Second Kings chapter 17, verse 2. Wow, you even guessed the chapter? In, no, that's not. That's not. It's incorrect. Sorry. <laughs> You're. <laughs> you were looking for the book of Esther, chapter Whoa. six, verse one. Whoa. So it was a pagan king. <laughs> Whoa. Ah, what was the pagan king doing with the book of Chronicles? I wonder. Maybe it was a Chronicles of his, of well, the Persian. Yeah. King, did it, did it say Book of Chronicles or just Chronicles? Uh, it just said Book of Records, the Chronicles. Oh. Book of Records. There you go. The Chronicle. All right, so this is tougher. I, I I didn't know we were playing law and gospel on top of this, so the question is, law or gospel? I, what happens after that? What happens when he reads it? Well, let's That'll just, tell us if it's law or gospel. Okay. And it was read before the king, and it uh, was found written that, oh my goodness, uh, Maura Colley had reported concerning 
bigger thunder. Than... What's the matter, Evan? This is... <laughs> Whose idea was to play law and gospel in the midst of this? I think some texts, and I'm, I'm just now being willing to admit this, just barely, but some texts uh, of the scriptures are just text of the scripture. They just are what they are. Uh, so, for example, the account of creation, I don't think we can make that either law or gospel. It just stands as th- that very thing that it is, the creation. The, the same for this, although what we, what we see unfold in the book of Esther uh, is the rescue of the Lord's people, the judgment of wickedness and the reward of righteousness, uh, which is showing, really it's showing the benefits of um, of faith in God and keeping the commandments. And it's uh, it's kind of one of these books that that's unfolding the promise of the keeping of the commandments. There's no real forgiveness of sins, um, so it's not really the promise of the gospel or the promise of the redemptive death of the Messiah, but just the the reward that the Lord gives to keeping his commandments. So I think in that vein, I'm going to say that this is going to come across as law, but showing the the good side of the law, the, the promise for obedience that the Lord has for those who keep the law, for those who love his commandments. All right, well, no points for identifying the book. And, you know, if it's not really law or gospel, then, okay, I'll, I'll, give, you, I'll give you 100 points because that was a Charity a, points. A good, those are pity a, points. <laughs> I want that noted in the chronicles of this event. <laughs> the book of records. The book of table talk records. That's oh. right. Okay. All right, uh, Pastor Sigmar, then we're down to the last round of Bible B. And this is where you only get one word to identify what book the Bible it's from. And this one actually comes serious? one word. One word. And this one actually comes in the form of a name. Oh. And the name is Felix. Ooh. <laughs> you know, I, I, I like cats. And um, <laughs> this name always makes me think of Felix the cat. Now I don't think I can deduce from that which book the Bible it is, but Felix was um, was a Roman ruler of some sort and that puts us in Acts. Acts it is. Acts of the Apostles for 200 more points. I think he was a, a Roman governor of some kind. I don't know the details, but Paul spoke before him. Right. Um, and that actually comes to us in Acts chapter 24. Um, I where, did where, not know that. Where, where Paul... Yeah, that's why I didn't give you another 200 points. <laughs> and how uh, can I put long gospel twist on that one? <laughs> we didn't really think... the name Felix? Law or... <laughs> <laughs> you better give us the verse. Well, okay. Um, it comes from Acts twenty-four. I don't know. Um, so after Paul summoned uh, Tertullius, began to accuse him, saying to the governor, "Since we have uh, through you attained much peace, and since by your providence reforms are being carried out for this nation, we acknowledge this in every way and everywhere, most excellent Felix, with all thankfulness." But that we may not weary you any further, I beg you to grant us, by your kindness, a brief hearing. So is this where uh, where Paul actually speaks before Felix at, at his hearing? Is that right? That's what's happening. All right. I don't know. How do you how do you long gospel with this? I don't know if I would. Again, I think this is just an account. Um, it, it the you know it may lead to law and or gospel, but but uh, this just kind of uh, it's just narrative. Right. Okay. It is what we see in the book of Acts. We see the Lord's word continuing to go forth, both in law and gospel. And so it's splitting the world. Um, the law is uh, accusing sinners, and half of them are, f- 
are rising up against to fight against it in pride, and the other half are repenting of it, and then hearing the good news of the gospel, the resurrection of Jesus, his blood shed for their salvation. So uh, uh, so we do have that kind of um, unfolding in the whole book of Acts, and this is simply part of it as the, as the gospel goes forth even to the Gentile world. So. And, and Paul, Paul is, in fact, suffering for his proclamation. This is um, something we see in Acts as well, that the gospel doesn't always bring what you might call um, external or evident prosperity to the life of the preacher or the Christian. Uh, Paul suffered and, and was imprisoned and, and uh, was, uh, was treated badly by Jews and Gentiles um, for his, his message. That's right. Well, uh, great explanation, so I'm going to give you another 200 points for that. So. Yeah. <laughs> this is a good game, Evan. You're going to run out of points. <laughs> well, you are up to, after the, your final round of Bible B, 1,400 points, and then minus the five for using <laughs> gospelly. Yeah. So uh, 1,395 points is your total, Pastor Stigmeyer, uh, on <laughs> this there, edition of Table Talk Radio. Is there somewhere I can redeem these points? Um, <laughs> like a no <laughs> showcase or something. No, uh, no. In fact, if you listen carefully at the, at the end of the show, Pastor Wolfner will tell you what the points are good for. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, so, uh, with with just a couple minutes left, um, Pastor Wolfner, your one word clue is the word transcribed. Transcribed. What? The word transcribed. At least I searched the NASB. This happened to be my. Translation of choice. I, I did a search, and it only appears in the Bible one time. Wow. Transcribed. Uh, so glad I'm not you. <laughs> I say that every day. Yeah, I, yeah, I did. Oh, that had nothing to do. That comment had nothing to do with this game. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just observing that. <laughs> okay, it gets a good thing I know where this comes from. It's talking about copying one piece of writing to another. <laughs> Thank you for defining transcribed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is um, uh, 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 going to be in the book, the fifth book of Moses, the book of Deuteronomy. How about that? Huh? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, that's incorrect. This actually comes from Proverbs chapter 25, verse 1. It says, These are the Proverbs of Solomon which the men of Hezekiah, the king of Judah, transcribed. Yeah. And it goes on to say, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the king of the glory of kings is to search out the matter. Okay, so you only have about a uh, not even a minute here to say law and or gospel. Well, this the, the, here's a text on the hiddenness of God. There's just things that God hides. It's the glory of God to hide a matter. Aren't you are a God that hides yourself? It says in Isaiah. Um, uh, the things that are hidden belong to the Lord. It says in Deuteronomy, but the things that are revealed belong to us and to our children forever. So it it, it is now um, uh, the prerogative of, of God to to keep what we might call secret counsels. The joy, though, is that in the gospel He reveals His most uh, precious and important counsel to us, namely that the the death of His Son for the forgiveness of all of our sins. The hiddenness of God, the doctrine of the hiddenness of God, is helpful to us because. Um, because it means that we are not we are not to know everything about God in this life. We are not to know why He does everything He does. We're not to know why we suffer everything that we suffer. Uh, we're not to understand things like how is it that His body and blood is in the Lord's Supper. We know it's not a gross Capernetic eating that we're, 
not tearing apart the flesh of Jesus, and yet we also know that it is true body and blood there. But as far as knowing anything more than that, this is a, this is a mystery. All right, gl- <laughs> come on. But the glory of of of, uh, of the king, it says, or the theologian, is to is to seek out those matters which God has revealed, to 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 study the Word, and to and to pour over those things which God has caused to be written down. And so this is what we want to do when we when we look into the scriptures and study it. So I don't know if that's law or gospel, but it's um it's almost a formal principle question. It's a question about how we know what we know, uh, and the answer is through the scriptures. All right, I'll give you uh, another hundred points for the explanation, and that was pretty good. I'll give you four twenty five for getting the theological buzzword in. Woo-hoo! So you end up with a six twenty five, but doesn't it's no match even with the buzzword. It's no match for Pastor Stigmeyer's uh, thirteen ninety five. Pastor uh, Stigmeyer, thank you so much for being our guest on Table Talk Radio. And uh, thank you for listening to Table Talk Radio. Where the points not being connected to any gold standard are subject to hyperinflation. (laughs) You've been listening to Table Talk Radio. The views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like to answer your questions concerning theology, the scriptures, or anything else. Send your questions to questions at tabletalkradio.org or leave us a voicemail message 866-851-5523 be sure to check out our website tabletalkradio.org thanks for listening and tune in again next time to table talk radio